Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Cameron Phillips, and I am the host of the Was It Phenomenal podcast here on iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This was um, a podcast that I had started a year ago in early 2017, and here we are in May of 2018 after an over a year-long hiatus and I'm back. I'm so disappointed in myself for letting this one go. Because I, when I first started this podcast, I felt so, I'm like, yes, this is going to be great. And it was great. So basically, I want to bring it back. And I've been talking to my friends and people about bringing it back for weeks, months now. And I am just going to do it. You know? So here we are. The first episode today is a solo cast, which is a funny word that I've heard people saying. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently. So it basically means it's just me talking to you guys. I want to catch you up on everything that's happened over the past year, where I'm at right now, so many of these crazy things that have been happening in my life, and why I feel like I need to share them. So that's why we're here on the Was It Phenomenal podcast. I hope to give you guys some amazing information, and I hope to inspire and create a community of positivity and love and happiness and travel and entertainment. And there's so much going on. So grab a cup of coffee. Uh, Maybe you're driving. Hope you're having a nice drive. You know, make some tea and sit back with me for the next, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. As we talk about life, we talk about what's going on and uh, we bring back the Was It Phenomenal podcast. Thanks for being here. All right, so where do I even begin? Basically, it kind of started by, what was it? About a week ago now, I was at home. It was like 9 p.m. I'm on my computer, and I was just, I don't know how I got down this road, but I ended up on my own podcast page on the iTunes podcast store, on the Apple podcast like network. And I came across my podcast, and I started playing an episode, which was the last episode, episode six, with my friend Mahir Kumar. And it was iconic. We started the episode by cheersing with wine, first of all, beautiful. <laughs> and we were talked about our experience in Thailand in 2016. And we moved from there into a discussion of how we are going to Bali the next week. Yeah, and in my mind, I was thinking, yeah, it'll be a great episode from Bali, you know, like all this stuff. And then whatever happened, but it just like stopped. I pulled up a classic Cameron Phillips and I got about three weeks behind because Bali, I was crazy, then I was jet-lagged, then I was back in Asia for a work project, and then I was at Coachella, then I was sick, and then it was just like, oh my god, life just like happened, and I did not, I hadn't had any like developed skills of like staying on track with things, which you know, I'm trying to work on, but you know, I mean, I feel like those are, you know, just things people struggle with, and because of whatever reason, it fell by the wayside, and I thought all summer... You know, I really want to bring it back. I don't know what in, in what capacity to bring it back. And I just kind of felt lost with it and it just never kind of came about. And it's funny because all through the fall, I feel like I wasn't very busy and I felt just kind of like lost in direction. And this would have been such a great outlet to come back and use. But nevertheless, you know, the past is the past, guys. You got you to move on. You got to take a step forward in the future. You can't dwell on the things you wish you could have changed and only use that power to move forward into the future with more intention to your life and more purpose and more direction towards things you want to do and where you want to go. So with that being said, what is the future of this podcast? And I, you know, so I've been listening to a few different podcasts recently, two of which I really like, and this sounds kind of 
Well, I don't know. I was going to say it sounds vain, but really it doesn't sound vain. I'm tired of, I'm so tired of like justifying everything in my life. I'm like, I, I really just want to feel like unapologetic towards like, I want to be unapologetically and authentically me on all of my social platforms. And okay, we'll get into that later on. Anyways, the podcast I've been listening to, one's called The Influencer Podcast by Julie Solomon. And yeah, I know it's like The Influencer Podcast. And I feel like everyone hates the word influencer. But apart from that, I, there's just like great stories, great interviews about people who are making waves in the social world, either as digital entrepreneurs or she's in, she's interviewed like mentors and so many people who are not directly like, quote, influencers, people who work with influencers, people who have started brands, started blogs, like a lot of really, really inspiring people who have done amazing, amazing things. And it's so fun tuning in every week to hear who Julie brings on. So definitely, I would 100% recommend this podcast, guys. Even if you're not in the influencer space, it's just super fascinating from the direct from the standpoint of like business, personal life, work-life balance, following your passions. Like there's a lot of like really great interviews and discussions had with people. And that's what, you know, that's what's so great about life here on this planet is being able to have discussions with other people and hear where they are and things they do and their passions. And that is also why I love podcasting and why I feel like I want to have a podcast and why I started the podcast in the first place. Cause I feel like it's an opportunity to share thoughts in a more drawn out, authentic manner than like a YouTube video or than like Instagram or I mean, heaven forbid, Twitter, Jesus Christ, another God, I need to get a pen and paper and write down the things I want to cover on this podcast, you guys, because there, it literally is plentiful. Anyways, Julie Solomon, great podcast. I would love to be on it one day. That would be honestly iconic. So the other podcast I've been listening to, uh, what's it called? Oh, Beyond Influential with Brittany Crystal, kind of the exact same lines in terms of interviewing, like leading industry people in the social digital world. And again, super, super great. Casey Neistat just came out with his podcast, Couples Therapy. Obviously, I think there's only been one episode out, but I have high hopes for that. I feel like I feel good about where that's going to go. He's just such an interesting man that you can know. And Candace, it's amazing. So if you guys don't know who Casey Neistat, I'm assuming y'all probably do. He's like this very influential vlogger. His wife, Candace, has never really been like a big figure in the vlogs. Um, people just kind of, it's sad because I think people just kind of attacked her in the comments section for being like always seeming kind of, I don't know, like off or like negative or having like resting bitch face almost. But as someone who makes videos and has like friends and family members and partners in videos, like I, it's, you know, it all comes down to kind of how you edit it. And as, and so the whole thing about this podcast was they wanted an opportunity for Candace to like, you know, show who she is and for them to be together instead of, you know, Casey's vlog where Candace is just like a clip edited in by Casey that people can interpret how they want. Like it really gives her a opportunity to shine. And the first episode was so amazing. And you could tell the chemistry between the two of them is really, really something that's definitely interesting to listen to. So I'm super excited for that. And I definitely feel like I experienced that a little bit too. Just having like friends who I love and are beautiful energy and beautiful souls. They just like don't convey well in my vlog per se as like, just, I don't know, the moments capture doesn't do them justice, doesn't represent their personality or their life or their energy. And I, you know, I don't think it's fair to them to have people on the internet judging their entire existence based on a three-second clip of them in a vlog, right? So, again, that comes right back to why I just, I love this kind of extended discussion that's able to be had. And there's so much 
you know, the internet community has been such a crazy place over the past 10 years in its really development. I feel like we're really coming back to a place of authenticity. And I feel like people really want to hear authentic voices in the industry because I feel like it got polluted by a lot of just like, you know, people trying to be other people who than who they were, people trying to fit like an aesthetic or a brand. And, you know, I've been there. We've all been there. And in my personal case, I feel like the desire to conform or to like do things that would appeal to people that people want to watch I feel like that almost like borderline ruined me at one point because it just you get to this point of you know everyone wants to be liked everyone wants to be successful everyone wants to succeed and like get the views and get the partnerships and like whatever and you know you see people who do really really well and you see you know people who you know have their own thing and everyone kind of wants to emulate that and I just think it's so important in 2018 and moving forward. And I feel like people are really starting to come around to like authenticity and like having your own voice and being your own person. And it's like, yeah, you know, it could take you twice as long to grow a loyal following with your authentic voice, but that's a following that's going to be able to stay around. And that's more of like a, a, more of a solid business plan, I guess you could say when you're actually being yourself and marketing your own skill, because while it might take longer than having some kind of like, viral like doing some kind of challenge video that's like going viral you can have more of a long-lasting brand and more longevity from it and more authenticity which in the end of the day wins so that's kind of where i'm at with that and it's been this big struggle forever of like what do i want to do with my youtube channel and it's like you know i started out as doing videos that were like i i don't know how to describe this i always say youtubery but that doesn't mean anything anymore because now a youtuber can mean any different like facet it could be any different so many different niche communities on YouTube. A YouTuber doesn't mean one thing, even though in the eyes of the older generation, I still I feel like it still does mean like one thing. It means trash in their eyes, which is really sad. And I feel like I am someone who's very impressionable and I'm very, okay, no, not impressionable, maybe impressionable. I meant to say someone who is very like affected and conscious of other people's feelings and opinions. And when you just spend a lot of time around the older demographic, like, you know, anyone over, like, 40, like, no offense if you're over 40 listening to this, and I, this is not everyone, I hate to generalize, but I'm going to generalize here, a lot of them just don't understand anything about what's going on on the internet, and I've just found myself in a position over the past couple months where I just, like, I'm surrounded by these circles of older people, and it just, it wears on you, it, it wears on me, of always just feeling like, you're a loser for trying online or you're you, you know why don't you get a real job or like you know it's just like horrible negative energy of just like judgment and like you know it's really really sad and i'm sure it comes from a lot of place of they wish they could be you know trying to live their passions in like 23 again rather than like you know 50 and upset and that's my main motivation in life you know i want to i'm 23 years old like i feel like i get so much shit and people try to like hold me to a place where i it's like I'm 50 and have a family to support and like I'm being so irresponsible and I feel like I always just get these vibes from people and it just, it's worn on me for so long. Like that's the honest truth of it. It's just like when you're surrounded by that energy, it takes a toll on you. And for me, that toll comes out in second guessing and not wanting to create and not having any kind of motivation to do anything because I just feel like I'm worthless. And that's a really, really sad thing to admit, but it's the truth. And if we want to talk about honesty and authenticity, it's like that's that's the T. And so it's like, how do I resolve that? You know, how do you move forward from that? How do you, you know push forward and start a new chapter. And I think that's kind of so much about what this summer and like the next fall is about for me. It's about, you know, refinding like my light and my truth and, 
you know, embracing that authenticity and being myself and not trying to not be as affected by other people's like feeling about it and like, you know, changing my environment around me because, you know, I, again, I, I feel like, okay, I was about to start apologizing for something, but once again, I am being unapologetically me from the future on. I am tired of justifying everything in my life. I feel like all I do is justify my decisions and I'm so sick of it. It's honestly, no one should have to live their life like that. Give it up. If people don't stand you or if they're not on your side, like forget them y'all. You're better than that. Anyways, (laughs) this has already gotten so deep. We're literally 12 minutes in, but you know, these are the things I wanted to talk about in this opening episode. Um, and like moving forward with this podcast, you know, going back to the influencer podcast, you know, there is a storyline to this guys. I'm not just rambling. I do have some connecting points here going back to the influencer podcast and like those podcasts I was listening to. They're very much about a specific thing. They're about helping people grow their, I don't know there's some tagline. One of them uses like impact influence and like whatever online. And it's very much like kind of educational and like very much about a topic. And that is not what I want to do with this podcast. That is straight up not what I want to do. I want this podcast to be a show that is about me and the guests that I bring on here. It is fun. It is entertaining. It is meant to lift people up and educate people about all different kinds of topics. I mean, I know I work kind of in the travel sphere more specifically, but I definitely want... I, def- I don't want this to be only like a travel thing, which is maybe the direction it was kind of going in the beginning. But, and I thought of a change in the name, but I think Was It Phenomenal is like so, it, I do think it works for my brand and I do think I will keep the name because I'll tell you why, guys. I will tell you why. Was It Phenomenal? The conception of that was my whole brand phenomenal, which is like something I've been working on for a long time and like pulling the pieces together that I eventually want to turn into a multifaceted media company that does travel, food, lifestyle, and eventually physical products. And the whole concept behind it is it's a, it's something that is, it's not just me. I, I have my personal brand, my like lifestyle and travel vlogs. I have my Instagram, but then I have Phenomenal, which is a brand that's totally separate from me. And I want I want Phenomenal Traveler, which is my travel blog, phenomenaltraveler.com. I want that to be like the next Condé Nast. I want that to be an, a place to inspire like the younger generation. And by younger, I mean anything under 40. I want it to be like a place that inspires travel and um, not just, you know, here's a list of the top 10, you know, beautiful destinations in Croatia or whatever. I don't want it. I want it to be more deep than that. I want it to be, I want it to carry with it an emotion and a power that people get when they travel. And, you know, there's everything in life is about emotional experiences at the end of the day, right? You know, like, why do we fall in love? Why do we get married? Why do we have kids and like buy homes and travel and like establish families, you know, careers, money, it's all comes back to like emotion, right? And capturing that emotion and bringing it into a travel brand and being able to give like real authentic, like travel guides based on you know, following a path of emotion or like trying to like be inspired in the deserts of Utah or trying to be, um, you know, clarified in the mountains of Colorado or just having something like else. And I, you know, and here, here's where in lies the struggle. It's like, it's always been me trying to figure out like what is going to, you know, be that defining factor. And I'm, you know, it will come. It will come. I mean, I'm not exactly sure, but that's the point of development. You know, that's the point of, you know, you're not, 
put on this world with all the answers to everything. It takes time. And last night, I was as I was in an Uber on my way to a bar to play this like trip trashy trivia that my friend Julie and I got twenty fifth place out of 26 groups we did so bad but i'm in this uber and i'm thinking oh my god wait like so in 2020 i'll be 25 i'll turn 25 in 2020 and i'm thinking about how people will start saying like the 20s again which is kind of iconic so the 20s will come about and i will have you know then i'm like 10 years from that you know the 30s i'll be 35 and then in 2040 i'll be 45 and i was like holy shit, wait, that's like literally 20 iconic years from 25 to 45. Like that's kind of like, you know, the prime of one's life. But then I was thinking about it. I'm like, no, like nowadays, like, I mean, then you go to your 55 and people are still in their primes. Then I'm like, wait, my parents are 65 and they're still like thriving. And so I'm like, wait, that's literally like from 25 on is like 40 years of like iconicness. You know, I feel like we're almost like ingrained of like life is so short and life is short and you, and you never know when it's going to end which is why you always need to you know like be fulfilled and like you know never postpone joy and type of thing but you know I think maybe you hope I, I hope you understand what I'm saying here is that you know I've always felt so like rushed about everything but you know there's so many years ahead and so many things will change and you know if I'm if I don't reach my goals next year this year the year after it's okay you know it's like reassess Keep trying, keep pushing, but don't, you know, spend your whole life thinking, you know, once I get to this goal, it'll be great because, you know, that it, that goal is probably never going to be exactly what you envision it as like that specific goal. You know, like goals change, goals evolve, lifestyles change, like you, some, you know, things like change. And I think the point is that you just need to be fulfilled in the moment and with the process, with the process rather than the destination. It's like the quote, you know, happiness is... Um, the journey, not the destination. And that's kind of like where I'm getting at with that long rant I just started. <laughs> so anyways, going back to this podcast and the phenomenal brand. Yeah, phenomenal traveler. I'm working really hard and I've been putting a lot of hours into developing the website recently, like in the past like two months. So yeah, phenomenaltraveler.com. Check it out, guys, if you haven't already. But I really want that to be my main like travel hub and um, go more forward with my lifestyle travel vlogs on my main channel and just make content that I'm really passionate about. You know, I love what Shane Dawson's been doing recently. Um, he's been doing these series that, you know, there's like a, a purpose to it. And that all comes back to like experiences. And that's what I love about traveling. I love, I'd rather spend money on experiences than on clothes or, you know, shoes or, you know, I'd rather go and dine at a really nice restaurant. That's a crazy experience. I'd rather go you know, backpack Asia for a week, um, you know, and like have these like life experiences around the world. Like that's what I'm really like, I'm about. And so when it comes back to the name, was it phenomenal? It, to me, I think of like experiences. And so if I have a guest on the show and this is what we did, literally did do in the beginning stages of this podcast, it's like, you know, oh my God. So let's talk about Thailand and your experience there. So the question of the podcast, was it phenomenal? And sometimes the answer could be no, you know, we're here for like truth and honesty. So if I want to talk about, hmm, I'm trying to think of an experience that like wasn't phenomenal. Um, well, I don't know. That's besides the point right now. But you know, but the answer could be no. The answer could be no. It wasn't phenomenal. And but here's what would have made it phenomenal. Or like you know, it's like I really want to have that kind of authentic authentic discussion about experiences and life and like make it fun and make it interesting and make it fresh and have really cool people on here and not, um, 
I don't want it to be just like, here's the top 10 budgeting tips for how to save money while backpacking Europe. That's not going to be what this podcast is because that's not who I am at the end of the day. You know, like I like to be cheap in certain things. I like to spend money on certain aspects. I like to do this. I like to do that. It's like, I just want to share my light with the world as best as I can through this podcast, unapologetically so. So that's where I am. <laughs> and that's where I've been. But let me tell you a little bit what, about what's been going on for the past, well, I guess it's been, so the last podcast went up in March of 2017. So it's been about 14 months. And oh my God, what a crazy 14 months it's been. I never made a recap video for 2017, which is a regrettable thing in my life. I might still make it. Who knows? We'll see. So basically, I went to Bali right after the last podcast aired, and it was such an amazing experience. I went with my friend Mihir, who will be on the podcast soon. I'm seeing Mihir in Croatia in next month. Very excited about that. So I need to get Mihir back on the podcast. He's an icon. I have so many people I want to do episodes with. Oh my God. Anyways, so... Um, I went to Bali with me here in Lindsay. We had an amazing time. It was so beautiful. I really do love Asia and not just like, oh, Bali, like, you know, white people visiting Bali. That's not what I, that's not what I'm saying. I just, I love the energy. I love the beauty. I love um, the culture. I love the landscape. There's some, something about these Southeast Asian countries that I've been to, mainly Thailand and Indonesia, that just has this magic and you know, and part of me, like, kind of realizing that I'm psychic, more on this later in the podcast, it, I feel like I've always had this connection going back to Thailand with it, because I feel like the first times I ever started having weird things happen to me was after I flew back from Asia, and I don't know, I just feel this, like, beautiful energy as part of it, you know, it's kind of like chaos, but it's beautiful, and I was in Calgary last week at my boyfriend's mom's house, and she and my boyfriend's sister, the mom and the sister, had been to Thailand a year earlier and the mom brought up this point where they went on this like eco trek to like I don't know they're in some like tree house like way in the forest above Chiang Mai and is it Chiang Mai or Chiang Mai or Chiang Mai anyways you know it's a city in northern Thailand great city anyways and she said it's amazing how people with so little can be so happy and it really makes you kind of realize that you know our perceptions of like what you know you need in this world to be happy and fulfilled are so just like socially ingrained and it's such a social construct of you know you money the big house the car the whatever you know the perfect wife or husband or you know anything like that those these are all these like very like western concepts of happiness and these people live in tree huts probably are worth you know, worth money-wise, close to nothing. If not, maybe they have, maybe it is nothing. And they, you know, they do whatever they need to do to put food and, and you know, put food on the table and have shelter over their heads. But, you know, shelter over their heads is like exposed walls in a little tree hut without running water and like one light bulb. But these people are some of the happiest people you've ever seen in your life. And then it's just like, it's mind-blowing. And I feel like that energy is infectious. I feel like that that just different attitude towards life you pick up a bit of that energy when you're there and I, I feel like I've always been so just inspired by being there and you know so when we went to Bali I just you know it was just so like I don't know it was so great it was really really great and yeah we stayed in a nice villa that was like exorbitantly cheap is that the right I mean I think of 
Exorbitantly, I think, let's look up the definition, you know? <laughs> I think exorbitant. Exorbitant means unreasonably high. Because I think of ex exorbitantly expensive. But I love bending words outside of their usual meaning. Um, so I kind of like saying exorbitantly cheap. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was very, very inexpensive for us to be there. Um, we got over there on some pretty cheap flights. I think it was like $500 round trip. Um, but that was like an experience and a half of Philippine Airlines. Oh my God, that's literally the subject of a whole nother, um, <laughs> a whole nother podcast. Which also, there's an article about that experience on phenomenaltraveler.com. Anyways, going back to Bali, it, we, it was so beautiful. We had the best time there. Um, and it was just, like, the three of us really just kind of being iconic together and really just, like, sharing in the beauty of, like, friends and, like, the moment and, you know, embracing things that were out of our control, like, you know, lost bags, missed flights, you know. There was a holiday there called Nyepi, which is a day in the year where basically – the legend is that all the monsters of the island, like the spirit monsters, come alive and they all like look for people. And so you have to be quiet. You can't make any noise. You can't leave your house and you just need to be kind of silent. And I think the authentic way of doing it is like, you know, kind of being in meditation for most of the day and you can't use electricity or internet. Obviously, like we were not of like the practicing religion or spirituality of Indonesia, but of course, you know, tourists are still expected to abide by this. So we stayed inside all day and didn't um didn't leave the house but we still used electricity and you know talked and stuff but we still stayed inside the house all day which was such a concept but it was so cool it was so raw and so beautiful and just like oh my god this is their culture we're literally the airport the international airport shuts down for 24 hours in, obs in observance of this holiday it's crazy and but yeah it was so it was so beautiful so Bali was amazing. I do want to do a podcast on that. You know, maybe not. I don't know. It was great experience. There are vlogs on it. I got this incredible offer for my first ever, like, big kind of, like, brand trip working with the tourism board of Thailand. And literally, I flew back to America. And then a week later, I flew back to Thailand for this incredible eight-day, I guess, press trip um, with three other or two other influencers or two other video creators, Eric Conover, who's now one of my good friends and Gunnarola, um, and Urganadi. And like, we had such an amazing time. It was like literally a life changing experience because it opened my eyes to the world of like the travel industry, like the professional, like you can make money doing this. You know, there's people who even not from the influencer standpoint, just like all of the mechanics of like tourism and like promoting things, um, pertaining back to experiences in like country. And I just, I loved it. I love that world. And I had the most beautiful time ever. We spent, what was it? Five days or like four days in, in Chiang Mai and four days in Bangkok. And it was just totally incredible. We were there for the Songkran festival, which is, it's the Thai new year. And what that basically means is that the whole festival revolves around water and the incredible like importance of water and blessing people and like purifying the soul and cleansing the spirit and it's this, I think it's a multi, I think it's like a week long festival and there, but there's a few days that are actually like the big days. And so in Chiang Mai, it's basically like a giant water fight. Like we rode around in the back of a pickup truck, throwing water on people all over the city. It was like literally one of those moments we were sitting there like, what is my life? Like, what is going on? I'm in Thailand in the back of a pickup truck, driving through the city, dumping buckets of water on old ladies and children on the side of the street. Like, what? It was 
it was amazing though. It was just like so again, seeing this cultural thing that is just, you know, so absurd by American standards. Like, can you imagine like people doing this in like the streets of San Francisco? Like I feel like all the like stuffy people of NorCal would like have a massive heart attack of just like, how can this be happening? <laughs> but I feel like people are so stuffy in Northern California. Like, no offense. I mean, I'm from Northern California, so I can say that. But I don't know. People need to calm down. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably going to get some flack for saying that, but I'm going to say what it is. Um, yeah. Anyways, so I just think it was just such a beautiful cultural experience. Um, yeah, it was so great. And then I came back. Immediately went to Coachella. Um, and remember, this was now the last 10 weeks of my college career. Like, I graduated from UCLA. This was the last, you know, the last hurrah, which was such a crazy time, like, emotionally, school-wise. Um, there was just, there was so much going on. And we were trying to live it up at the same time, right? So me and Lindsay and my roommate Ian, my former roommate Ian, went to Coachella, had a great time. It wasn't as good as Coachella this year, though, because this past year, which was like a month ago, Miss Beyonce Knowles Carter headlined and it was life-changing I'm, I'm like literally i don't know how any headliner is going to live up to that in the future that's a, literally a whole nother podcast we'll talk about that with chantal and brandon next week because i'm going to la tomorrow to see them we're gonna record an episode anyways um yeah so then coachella happened then i went on a press trip well actually no 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 i'm missing a very crucial thing so this boy i'd been talking to for the past six months um Danian, who's now my current boyfriend of almost a year I flew to Toronto to meet him. And I know it's people don't say the second T. I know it's Toronto. But I flew to Toronto to meet him. And I stayed with him for the weekend. And we had an iconic time. And went around. Decided not to officially, like, start dating then. I don't really know why. We kind of wanted to, like, take it slow. You know, whatever. So, spent a week in Toronto. Spent a week in Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia. On a press trip tasting beer and spirits. It was, again, iconic. It was, I was literally getting paid to drink. Hello. But on top of that, it was really, really good because I made some great content and I got to explore a lot more of this food scene in Virginia, which, and well, I mean alcohol scene and food scene, but I had no idea there was such a, a culture of craft breweries and I didn't even know they made wine in Virginia. Did you know they made wine in Virginia? And that's where like Thomas Jefferson used to make wine? Like what? Yeah, crazy. Totally great experience. And then from there, it was like, you know, May grad photos Went to Vegas for Memorial Day weekend, which was crazy. And then Danian came to LA um, right after I finished my finals, like the second week of June. And we went camping in Sedona, Arizona. Beautiful energy. I love Sedona. And the Grand Canyon, and our ship name is Canyon, Cameron and Danian, Canyon, LOL. Then went to the Grand Canyon, decided we were going to start dating like officially. Great. Um had an amazing weekend. Then we went back to LA and it was just like parties for like a week because it was like grad week, right? So we had Undie Run, which is just like a crazy party I always have. And then my parents came, which was, you know, like as good as dealing with divorced parents at a college graduation could be, LOL. And then I went on such an iconic road trip with my best friends, Ian, Chantal, and Brandon. We went on like the perfect eight-day Southwest trip, which I actually just wrote an article on phenomenaltraveler.com. Again, it's like a perfect eight-day road trip itinerary, which was very similar to our itinerary for this. Um, actually, no, it was pretty different, but this was another perfect eight-day road trip. And we rented a boat on Lake Powell and camped on the lake and went to Telluride, Colorado in the beauty of the summer, went through Denver, the great sand dunes, 
a Santa Fe. Like it was, it was beautiful. We had such a, just a beautiful time as friends, let alone like we were in one of the most beautiful places on, on planet earth, but we had such a beautiful time as friends. It was so good. So, so, so good. And then the summer just like ensued and I'll give more of a quick rundown because I'm, I'm probably boring you guys with like what's going on. And I, I didn't even do a great job of vlogging all this. So like, even if you've watched my YouTube videos, you might not know the full progression of these events that happened. But I went from there. I went back to Toronto and saw Danny for a weekend. And then I drove my car with my mom on a road trip again to the Southwest. But we went to where my family's from in this little town in Canada, kind of straight north of Minneapolis, like up in like, I guess, Western Ontario. Um, was there for a week for a family reunion, then drove my car across Canada to BC for a night, but then spent a week with Danyan in Alberta. We were hiking in above Lake Louise in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Had a great time. And again, and met like all of his family and just, you know, really kind of getting to know each other even more. And God, it's such a good time. Then I spent a couple days in Vancouver with my friend Karina. Love Vancouver. Um, I keep wanting to say you guys know this, but I feel like we need to rebuild this community a little bit. Maybe you don't know this. I love Vancouver, British Columbia. Phenomenal city, truly phenomenal city. Then went to Montreal with Danian for a music festival called Oshiega, which is, uh, yeah, just a music festival in downtown Montreal. Had a great time. Saw Alabama Shakes, which are iconic. I love Alabama Shakes. It poured rain. We stayed near McGill University and went to these like frat parties as pregames. Honestly, such an iconically bizarre experience, but uh, like we thrived though. Spent a few days in Toronto after that. Then went to Michigan to Mihir's house where it was just like totally absurd. We just like, we would literally just party, go out in our paddle boat and paddle around this little man-made lake. I guess, no, it's not man-made. We went, we paddled around this little like lake drinking wine and then would like, you know, get drunk and watch House Hunters. It, but it was so like pure, so great. And then I went to Hawaii with my mom on a very last minute trip for a week. And then literally the next day, took Danyan to Iceland, surprised him with a trip to Iceland, had an amazing time for five days there. And the peak of that was, there are, there are vlogs from this, so definitely go check these out if you haven't. We, I rented this like little cabin in the middle of nowhere in the region called the Golden Circle, which is like, you know, two and a half, three hours from Reykjavik up near the Gullfoss waterfall. And it was, wow. We sat in this like natural fed hot tub, drinking sparkling wine, watching the Northern Lights above the hot tub. Like literally, hello, talk about iconic. I literally think about that so much as one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. I need it. Like, I just love Iceland so much. And I feel like this is so basic to say, but you know, okay. Once again, Cameron, unapologetic. It's not basic. I love Iceland. The natural beauty is amazing. And that's why it's so popular. There is a reason people go to Iceland, people. It is, it is just otherworldly. God, that was so beautiful. And then September came around and I went to LA. I went to the Emmys Creative Arts Awards, which was insane. I went with this wine brand, which again, like, working with a wine brand from Italy maybe was the most aligned brand project I've ever worked on. And it was such a beautiful experience. And I just didn't really realize, like when I first got that email, I didn't really realize like what it was for, but it was just such a great, my God, what a beautiful experience. I feel so like, I guess privileged and so grateful and thankful to have had these amazing experiences in my short life. Like, wow. Um, and I'm really not saying all these to like, I'm not trying to say, okay, stop apologizing for things. Oh my God, Cameron. Anyways, I was in LA with my friends that weekend. We had such a fun time. Then I went to Mexico with Mahir. Holy shit. Now this was a story. <laughs> I went to Mexico with this brand called um, Iscaret. I think that's, how I, I, that's probably a very bad pronunciation. I'm sorry. 
Um, but they run, they have these eco parks and they do, do tours and stuff. And it's in Playa del Carmen, which is south of Cancun. And we went with me here for five days. It was iconic. We stayed in an all-inclusive resort and went on these excursions every day. We went to Chichen Itza, which is like the ancient Mayan ruins or one of them. I had never been to any of them. So I really, really, really appreciated that because that's been on my list and didn't really know when it was going to happen, but I've always wanted to go. So it was beautiful being able to see that. Really, really appreciated that. And we went on this like cruise where they just kept pouring us tequila through these rivers where we had to put like mosquito repellent on that came in like gallon jugs and it was just like cream and I was like you know all the days were really long we you know we'd start our day at like 6 a.m and be in these parks or on these tours for like you know 12 14 hours like they were long days like I was working you know I had to like make these videos and make content which you know I'm not complaining this is what I love doing I love working on these trips with brands promoting destinations and you know taking incredible content like I love that but <laughs> they were long days and so the last day, we had an open day, so we just chilled on the beach. We rented a little sailboat. We sailed around. It was beautiful. Drank pina coladas. So then at night, it was kind of like, oh, my God, like, you know, what are we doing, like, now? Because I was very unclear on what was going on. And so we're riding on this bus through these, like, roads, these dirt roads filled with potholes. And I'm just like, you know, it's, like, 830, and we're surrounded by all these, like, weird people. And I'm just like, what is going on? We end up in this, like, jungle, and we're, like, lathering on this, like, bug repellent in like thick globs and I'm just like okay I'm not into this but then we get in the boat and it's this whole like dinner cruise thing it's like 20 people to a boat ish and there's like 20 bottles of, te of tequila on this boat and we're like oh my god and at the end of the night, I think we took eight shots of double eight double shots of tequila which would have literally landed me in the hospital anywhere else so I think it must have been watered down it was very bizarre um yeah, that vlog is iconic <laughs> and literally one of the most memorable things of 2017. My God. Um, and then I went to Buffer Festival, which was amazing because I was a featured creator and premiered a film and stayed in Toronto. And then I was in Toronto. Yeah, for then. Then I was back. I stayed for two weeks then. I was back for Halloween and then was sick for like all of November, which was really, really tragic. I mean, I just had like a cold that wouldn't leave. It, I wasn't like seriously ill. Thank God. And then I went to... Oh, right. I started my, like, three-month tenure in Canada. So <laughs> I was in Toronto for Danny's birthday. We went to Whistler for my birthday with my with my BFF, Chantal, Ina, Brandon, and Danian. We rented a little Airbnb for two days. It was amazing. And then I lived in Toronto for the entire month of January. I rented an Airbnb for a month and lived there because when I haven't been traveling, I've been living with my mom in Oakland, California. And it's just been so, like blah like so just like what's going on with my life and I just haven't been traveling enough to justify I've been here more than I had ever wanted to be but I'm changing that come this fall so I wanted you know I wanted to go and like try living in Toronto I went at like the coldest most like desolate time of year <laughs> but I definitely did appreciate the experience and I do like Toronto a lot it didn't like ruin the experience for me I just would like to keep spending time there in the winter months unless I'm like going for a weekend to visit Danian to a minimum just because it was just like really kind of cold and mildly depressing but that's I really kind of understand what seasonal depression is all about now but it, you know it was a good experience though for sure and then February I went on this literally dream press trip to Alberta Canada with Fairmont Hotels and Travel Alberta and Travel Alberta is on my list of like dream collaborations and it was everything I've ever wanted. We went to all the iconic properties like the Chateau Lake Louise, the Banff Springs Hotel, the Jasper Park Lodge. And we just had the most 
beautiful experience. And not only was it like, you know, incredible landscapes. I think the Alberta Rockies are some of the most beautiful place, is one of the most beautiful places on planet Earth. Like incredible, you guys. So amazing. My God. I really need to, I need to meet up with um, one of the girls because two of them live in San Francisco and I need to meet up with one of them and do a podcast on this. Maybe I'll have Alice over because it was so phenomenal. But what made it so phenomenal was it phenomenal? Yes. <laughs> what made it phenomenal was the people. The people were so beautiful. Like the three women who were kind of leading us and our guides who worked for Fairmont, they were just such beautiful souls. I connected with all of them for different reasons on different levels. All the other creators were just like amazing people. There were no like, you know, sometimes in these influencer trips, you can find some just like weird people who just like, you know, I don't know. They're just very like, I can be like full of themselves or just negative or just like not like great vibes. There were such excellent vibes on this trip that it was just, I left feeling so inspired and like alive and just so like grateful again. My God, so grateful. Then I went to New York with Danian for his reading week and we stayed with one of his friends and I've never really experienced New York that much. So it was definitely interesting. Definitely want to go back. Definitely feel like that was not enough of the taste of the city that I need to experience, but I appreciated it nonetheless. And uh, where are we now? So it's the end of February. And then I've been back in California pretty much ever since. I went back to Toronto for St. Patrick's Day. And then um, April, I went on a trip with my dad to the Southwest and then Coachella. And then I was in Calgary for a little bit. And then, wow. So I feel like my life has been uneventful. But after going through that, I feel like I need to stop thinking that sincerely. <laughs> I just, I have this problem. And maybe it's because I'm a Sagittarius. Um, and specifically probably because my birth chart that I just like, I hate being in one place for, you know, too long a period of time. Like if I could travel every week, like that's kind of how I feel like I want to be right now at this stage of my life. And that's kind of how it's going to be most likely for the next like four months, which is really beautiful. Um, but I do do a lot of work. I do some other things on the side to make money besides like just like the influencer life. I do work with brands, you know, and I have all my other like projects and stuff, you know, I like, I feel like I, I am busy. Okay. Literally the root of me saying this is me being apologetic and justifying my life. I don't need to like, I mean, for so long, I just feel like I've always felt like semi attacked on YouTube. Like I would go to Chipotle and people would be like, Oh my God, like, you know, rich boy spending his daddy's money going to spend $10 at Chipotle. It's like, okay, literally, like, shut up. Like, goodbye. First of all, no, I'm not just, like, a rich kid spending my parents' money. Like, I want to shut down that rumor, like, right now. And once again, I need to just really stop paying attention to other people's, like, opinions and comments. Because at the end of the day, like, it really doesn't matter. It really, really doesn't matter. But I always feel like I need to justify, like things and I feel like I don't share things online because I just feel like I'm gonna get attacked for it and that's not that's not any way to have any kind of like presence online or to like share your story or like communicate effectively with people and so I really am I really want to drop that wall you guys like I really want to be like authentic and genuine with you and it always bothered me because there's people like the Paul brothers who will casually go out and spend $400,000 on a Ferrari or Lamborghini they can't even like drive like where are they really gonna drive that and people are like, yes, like, oh my God, so amazing. And I go to Chipotle or Starbucks and people drag me for spending like $5 on a coffee. It's like, literally what? Like just because they're huge YouTubers, like they can get away with spending $400,000 on a car and people don't attack them for that. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying they should be attacked for it. I'm just saying like, why are you dragging me when there's so many other things? Like people just need to like, you know, 
I really want to create a space and a community that is just intolerant of like bullshit negativity. And I am going to swear on this podcast. I'm literally like, I keep thinking in my mind, should I swear? Yes. Okay. I'm being me. Literally. I don't, I want to create a place full of beautiful, positive energy that people can watch my videos or listen to this podcast or, you know, I don't know, feel inspired to chase their dreams and follow their passions and like be their own light in this world in a place that is just so scary and dark and bad and every time I go on Twitter I just get so upset and I see what's happening in the world and I see all these fake woke people making an issue out of every little thing I mean yeah there are things that need to be called out and things that you know need to have attention but there's so many things that people just need to calm down on you know you can only focus on the negative so much in your life and I just again so susceptible to like that mentality and I pick it up from people and I hate it I hate it so this community I just want to be so much about like love and happiness and prosperity and I really just want to inspire people to like find their light and live it and I feel like a lot of that has happened from so I had this psychic reading what was it like it was like three or four weeks ago now maybe four weeks ago and my friend Brandon told me to read with this woman I've never had a psychic reading before and I've always wanted to and so this woman we had a good reading it was kind of tragic because she couldn't hear me very well the audio was like the Skype kept breaking up from my fault it was my fault I feel bad but she told me that I was psychic. She's like, you're very, very psychic, like a lot more psychic than you realize. Um, and I was just like, what? And she's like, you haven't tapped into it yet, but it's like, it's very much there. Um, she's like, do you know this? And I'm like, well, I mean, so I wasn't like raised religious, like at all, you guys. Um, I'm not a religious person. I think organized religion, you know, has its flaws. Uh, I'm definitely a spiritual person though. You know, I'm definitely kind of a spiritual person. And I've always had this kind of like weird sense. I don't know. And going back to the Asia thing, ever, you know, I always come back from Asia. And every time I've come back, which has been three times, I've always just had this like weird, like a tune. I've like almost like known things were going to happen. And not in like a, a crazy, like, oh my God, like predicting the future way. It's just kind of like I would have this like feeling about something and then it would happen. Or like I would, someone's name would pop into my mind for the first time in months. And I'd turn my head and they'd walk by a doorway. And I, I couldn't see them coming. Like, there were no windows. Like, you know, things like that kept happening. And it was just like, that was kind of weird. Or, like, I would have a feeling and I'd look at my phone and the Snapchat notification would pop up, like, two seconds later. And I was, like, expecting it. Like, I knew it was going to come right then. Or just, like, I could almost, like, sense things right before they happen. It was kind of weird. And I always, like, dismissed it. I'm like, this is dumb. Until the night that um, – the night before Prince died – I had this overwhelming feeling that, why well, just ruined that story? I could have told that better. <laughs> um, let me try this again. So one night, I'm in my kitchen, and I just have this feeling overcome my body. And I say to my roommate, and he can, he can, attest, he can testify on this. I'm like, Ian, I feel like that feeling when Michael Jackson died, of like the whole world just kind of like stops, and everyone's like, oh my God, like, whoa. Like, that same feeling. You know when Michael Jackson died, if you're old enough to remember, it was just kind of like a moment. And I had that, that emotional feeling. And the next day, it was announced that Prince died. And I was like, shook. I was literally so shook. I was like, this is crazy. And so flash forward to this woman telling me that I'm very, very psychic and just haven't unlocked it yet. I'm like, what? And so I've done a lot of research on this since then. And I, I do feel like, and from what I've kind of read online, is that everyone has some kind of intuition. And just some people are a lot more attuned to it than others, you know? And... What's funny is that a few weeks prior to the psychic reading, I had this overwhelming desire to go and buy tarot cards. I was like 
Something is telling me I just need to go buy them. I need to go buy them. I went around Oakland. I found them eventually, tracked them down. They were like 50 bucks. I was like, I'm not spending $50 on this. And then the woman told me also that apparently it's kind of like a curse to buy yourself tarot cards, you know? And then I was like, ah, okay, I'm not going to buy them. Maybe I'll buy them on Amazon at some point. So um, once again, Amazon ruining the small business, but you know, gotta love it. <laughs> I mean, gotta hate it, but love the cheap prices. Anyways, moving on. When I had this reading and she told me this and I told her about this, I was like, I had this overwhelming desire to buy tarot cards. And she was like, you need to go buy them. You need to go buy them. And she's like, and when you buy them, don't read the book. Don't read the instructions or the meanings. Just go off what you feel. And you're so psychic that you will know what you feel will be more accurate than any like reading, any like meaning you read online. I was like, okay, girl. Um, so I used that as her blessing to buy them myself. So I bought them on Amazon and I've been reading them ever since. And I had this one night when I was in Calgary last week that I read Danny's stepmom and his sister and him and myself. And I just felt like I've really felt like attuned to the cards. I've really felt this connection with them. And my style of tarot is not like, not, it's not predicting the future. That's not what I'm doing. And it's not that at all. What I feel like the whole concept of it, I mean, yeah, they're like, it's a deck of like, I think 72 like cards with pictures on them, guys. Like it's cards. It's not magic. What the whole concept of that is that just like cards come up for a reason, you know, it's like, there's some kind of like meaning behind why a, a particular card shuffled its way into that position in the deck and you flipped it over. And the way I look at it is not telling the future, but you know, taking your mind or expanding your mind in a direction that it maybe didn't need, it wouldn't have gone by itself, but it needed to go to. So if you're, if you have a kind of a complex situation, or maybe you don't even know you have a complex situation and you, you know, you do a reading or you do a spread. Um, I feel like when I do a reading for someone, what I feel and what I say and what I just like, where my eye goes in the image and like what, what I do is like this connection to like, expanding the mind or like seeing a different side of an issue or having your mind opened up to an aspect you didn't see before that you maybe needed to see or needed to understand better and I feel like my gift is just this like having like a targeted different view on reality through the cards I'm not saying like oh this is gonna you're gonna get married in two weeks you know you're gonna get engaged in three days it's like not that it's fully not that I just feel like I, I can offer some kind of clarity through my readings. And this is like relatively new to me, guys. But for the past like five days, I've been going on You Now, which is like a live streaming platform that I go on. I used to go on a lot in the fall and giving people readings. And when it gives me like 400 likes, which means I make like, like 30 cents off of it, like not a whole lot. But, you know, the likes help like, you know, get our broadcast more visible to other people and help like grow our community. And so I said, anyone who gives me a pack of 400 likes, I pull three cards and do a three card reading. And... The reviews have been glowing, guys. People are like, this is insane. This is the real... Here, I have a review right here. The next card you pulled is so relevant. All in caps, people. This is amazing. Holy. So there's one. <laughs> so I've just really been enjoying it. And I feel like the more I practice, it's been an ability for me to... I don't know, kind of sharpen my intuition with it. And I just feel like it's a good way for me to just... Like, I can pull some in the morning and be like, you know, what do I need to remember today? What do I need to focus on? Or like, what is... What am I missing about this picture of what's going on? And I think it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I've been also offering like full card spread readings. It's called the, Celt the Celtic Cross. It's like 10 cards. And it just really like draws different parallel lines and like stuff in like whatever situation is going on. 
um, which is much more than just the three card readings I do for people on you now. So I've been offering that to people on you now where you can buy through my website, phenomenaltraveler.com slash shop. Um, so I don't know if any of y'all are interested in that. I'm definitely doing that. Um, and obviously the money helps support travels and, you know, working on future projects and just like, you know, it's a way to help support me. But it, more importantly, like it's a service I'm offering because I do feel like I do feel like there's some kind of benefit um, or something that can be learned from doing a reading with me. And I just love doing it. I love reading people on you now. Like I really do enjoy going on there and I don't know, connecting with people. I have people who like say it helped them in some way. I just feel happy about that. So, and I feel like, like going back to like where we were before we started talking about this, it, the tarot cards and this kind of like intuition thing has like really taught me. I mean, this was literally my new year's resolution and my birthday resolution. Cause I always make one of those too in for 22 which is you know a year and a little bit ago and when i turned 22 in the fall of 2016 trust your intuition trust your intuition more and i really do feel like now knowing this i really need to act on my gut and really just like live my authentic light because i just i need to like rely on myself and like know that where i'm where like my i'm trying to go is the right path and just like you know let it unfold in front of me and I really do feel the importance of sharing the messages, people of like, you know, living your light and like finding your truth and, you know, being the person that you need to be unapologetically. And yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like where that's been all about. And I've really been enjoying kind of just like this kind of more like spiritual aspect recently. And I definitely think it's fascinating. And I'm really curious to see where it's going to go over the next couple of weeks, months and years. Who knows, y'all? So I feel like that's a good place to wrap up this episode where we have been all over the place discussing so many different topics. And I feel like I've done a very like raw, real like look at where I am, where I've been and where I want to go forward, especially with this podcast. Um, So please tweet me at Cameron Phillips or um, send me a message on Instagram, you know, and tell me what you think. Tell me if you guys are happy with this, if you're excited to hear more episodes, maybe some fellow creators you'd like to hear as guests. I do have a lot of friends in the YouTube world, like a lot more than one would think. And I want to, you know, have some of my really, really not influential, but really like inspiring, like cool friends who are like really just like cool people. And I've done a lot of really cool things. Like I'd love to just like talk to them on here and hash out ideas and stuff. So yeah, send me a tweet, subscribe on iTunes. I appreciate all you guys' support. Next week, I'll maybe have more of like a, a format where I'm like, you know, welcome to the whatever, welcome to was a phenomenal. But this week I wanted to keep it raw, keep it real and um, go from there. So thank you guys so much for all your support. Love you so much. And I'll see you in the next episode, which I also haven't determined what days I want to do this, but I do want to do once a week. So with that being said, have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.